everybody and welcome back to the Creative Kinderen podcast. My name is Amanda and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada and this podcast is a place where I talk about all things kindergarten. I pick a topic for the week and I share my thoughts, my ideas, my learning around that topic. I kind of disappeared for a few weeks there as we dealt with my baby figuring out some kind of nap and sleep schedule. We had a rough couple weeks but he seems to be on um, some kind of uh, schedule. I say that now and hopefully I didn't just jinx myself, but uh, I'm excited to be entering 2024 with some ideas for new podcast episodes and I hope to be able to schedule some guests um, hopefully in the next few months to come on the podcast so that I can interview them as well. And I want to thank you so much for joining me and just remind you that if you have not already subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to me on, make sure that you do so you never miss a new episode, which is typically every Tuesday, except that since um, September, it has been kind of off and on a little bit. But if you do subscribe to my podcast, you'll be notified whenever I put out new episodes. So thank you again so much for joining me. For this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I shared in my stories and I had started off my little kind of complaint about it saying that it was probably really niche content and that I didn't think anybody else would even know what I was talking about or care. And it turned out that a lot of people did care and did have a lot to say about it. So uh, after thinking about it and going through a bunch of stuff with it, I wanted to do a podcast episode on it because I think it's a really important topic and it has to do with developmental milestone checklists for families and for educators themselves, and specifically the look-see checklist. So I'm just gonna hop right into this week's podcast episode. Before I jump into like the complaint, I'll talk a little bit about what, and I say complaint, I'm putting air quotes in the air, but you obviously can't see me. I do this all the time on this podcast, but, before I jump into this quote-unquote complaint, I will explain what the look-see checklist is. It is a developmental milestone checklist that is used from birth to age six years old. And what people can do, or caregivers and families can do, is they take this uh, kind of like assessment page, and it's a series of yes or no questions, and they do it for their child. And if there's anything that pops up as a no, they would take that checklist to their family doctor to bring up any concerns that they have about their child with their family doctor. So it's basically a way for families to know, you know, what developmental milestones their child should be achieving. And then if they are not, that they can then, you know, get the help that their child needs in order to meet those milestones. And so this look-see checklist, as an educator, I have used it for years. It was something that our school board gave out to families, you know, when we did the uh, take-home packages during COVID, when we had to like, you know, do homework packages or whatever. We printed out the look-see checklist to go with them to send home to families. Um, I've used them at Welcome to Kindergarten or those like first time when parents are coming to see the kindergarten classroom events. I've had them printed out and given to families then. Um, You can also, as an educator, provide the look-see checklist to families uh, in order for them to, you know, do it on their child when you as an educator know that the child might not be uh, achieving certain milestones this is a way to help families look like see it for see it for themselves as well and then it's a connection to the family's doctor the family doctor as well because then the family takes it to the 
to the doctor and can, you know, concretely say like, oh, this is the problem that we are having. So it gives them the tool in order to gain access to um, help as well for their child. So the look-see checklist, like, honestly, it's been a great tool. Some people were, were would know it as the nipissing checklist. Even people um, were messaging me saying, oh, I use this checklist. I used a, the one that the Halton um, uh, health department, or I used the one that my family doctor gave me, the nipissing checklist. And it's the same checklist. It's the look-see checklist. So, so many people were even using the look-see checklist, and they didn't even realize that they were using it. And so as an educator, I knew about it. I used it. I suggested it to families. And then as a a mom to a four-month-old, I was coming up to his four-month checkup. And so I thought to myself, oh, I should go print out the four-month checklist, do it just to make sure everything is going according to plan so I can bring it to my family doctor, went onto the Look-See website and realized it is now a paid resource. So this was a resource that Ontario residents could access for free. And for years, it was a free resource. And I couldn't believe that it was now a paid resource. And so that's where my kind of quote-unquote complaint came in over on my Instagram stories just saying like I can't believe that now this is a paid resource it was such a great resource to have I wonder what happened I have a feeling funding got cut off like some kind of government funding is no longer available to them and that's why it has to become a paid resource and sure enough that is exactly what happened the funding for this program got cut and so now it is a paid resource Don't get me wrong, I will gladly pay the $9 it cost me to purchase it. It's from birth to six years old. So I don't know, divide the cost of each of those checklists um, by nine into $9. And I'm sure I only paid like 50 cents a checklist. So not that's not necessarily the complaint part of it. Um, I also purchased the pocketbook where they'll, they're mailing it to me where it's, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's laminated. It might be laminated. I'm unsure. Um, a book of all of the checklists, um, put together, which was, I think $25, which again, well worth it. It's something that I'm going to be using regularly with my child. The complaint comes into the Ontario government cutting the funding for this because it was such a great resource to have. And even though it's only $9, um, I think that that is going to limit the amount of families that are accessing this resource. And because it's no longer free, it's not like I can print it out for families and give it to families and say, hey, look, you might want to do this with your child. There's, you know, there might be some red flags or I wouldn't probably say red flags to the families, but there might be some things that you want to talk to your family doctor about. It comes in a variety of different languages. So it was really great for families that, you know, first language might not be English because it was standardized. Even if they brought the one that was in a different language to their family doctor, their family doctor could look at the English one and and realize like, you know, what the quote unquote problem or the milestone that the child wasn't reaching is. So all in all, I'm just really disappointed that the Ontario government cut the funding for that at a time when I think it is absolutely most needed right now with children. And the fact that they are not meeting, like a lot of students that are starting kindergarten are not meeting t- typical milestones that we would have come to expect. And so I emailed Nipissing and I asked them about the funding cut and who exactly I could voice my displeasure to. So if you are like me and you are a parent or an educator who has used the look-see checklist or would like to use the look-see checklist and is um, very disappointed that the funding has been cut off for it, uh, the Ministry of Youth and Children's Services is who previously funded the program, but now 
they are no longer funding it and they told me to to uh, send an email or a letter to my MPP, my provincial MPP, and I did. I immediately emailed my MPP to voice my displeasure about that funding cut. So that's like the complaint portion of this podcast episode and an explanation of how we got here. But once I started thinking about the Luxie checklist, I also was thinking about other Um, developmental checklists that we could have as educators like kind of in our back pocket in order to provide to families or to use ourselves you know there's always sometimes a child or some children in the classroom where we wonder like oh is this just me like is there something actually more going on are they meeting all their milestones Um, how would I know like what milestones they should be meeting or not meeting and so other than the look-see checklist, which if you're an educator could be a great tool. Again, I paid $9 to have all of the checklists um, for myself, for my child, but then there is a pocket edition that's just $25 and I will have that, you know, to have um, for my assessment, One is one of my assessment tools. But then there's also other ones that people Uh, recommended to me over on my Instagram when I was talking about this. I will put links to all of these, including the look-see checklist in the show notes for you if you want to go check them out. But one of them that I think was the closest to the look-see checklist was the CDC developmental milestones. That was also a checklist and it did have um, ideas on what you could be doing with your child to help them meet those milestones as well. And so again, I'll link it in the show notes for you. There was different ways to access it. I think there is even an app. I didn't try to download the app or anything, but I think there's even an app that you can access in order to, you know, do the checklist with your child. Another great one for especially Ontario educators is of course the elect document, the every learning. Oh gosh, I can never remember the whole name of it. Early learning for every child today. And that has um, developmental milestones also in it as well and it is broken up into bigger chunks though and that was as an as a educator as a professional using that document would be great for the uh, group of children that are in my classroom but as a as a parent it wouldn't be as useful because you know the the look-see checklist was is like one to two months, then the next one's four months, and then the next one's six months. So it's those smaller increments where if there is something more going on with my child, I'd be able to see it quite quickly. Whereas the elect document has bigger chunks. I think it's zero to 24 months, then 24 to 36 months. I can't remember exactly, but it's bigger chunks. But as a person working with young children, having the elect document as a tool is a great one to have on hand just so that you can see what milestones, you know, your students should be reaching and you know how to get them there another one that was also highly recommended was bright futures well child visit handouts i think this is another um, u.s based uh, tool uh, it's by the american pediatrics association or association american association of pediatrics something like that and uh, from what i could find this was also a paid resource but i think a lot of 
pediatricians and doctors use it to give to their patients. So I will put all those in the show notes. The CDC, again, Developmental Milestones Checklist, seems to be the closest one to the Luxy Checklist. Um, I'm going to just, if you're a parent and you really um, want something, I would just recommend downloading the Luxy Checklists and you know supporting their great program. If you want to have something for your classroom, the Pocketbook Edition is also great. But yeah, um, I want to know as an educator. So share with me over on my Instagram. um, What do you use in your classroom for developmental milestones? Like what do you use any of those assessments? You know, we use a lot of assessments for math and literacy skills, you know, self-help skills. Can they zip up a zipper? Can they, I don't know, put their shoes on all those kinds of things. But do you have some kind of tracker that's put um that has been made by an organization that you use in your classroom to really zone in on the 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 milestones that students are either reaching or not reaching and how have you effectively shared that with families you know not all families are receptive to um receiving information about developmental milestones for their child not all families understand your concerns and sometimes it's just nice to have a document that you're able to present that with them to them that kind of showcases what you're talking about and it's more um official looking i guess and also something that they can bring to their family doctor because i'm not there to diagnose anything for their child you know they i'm there to say oh i see something that might not be typically what i would want to see from a child here's the next steps for the family in order for them to be able to address this. So I wonder if that if you've ever used anything like that, if you have any resources or any um, thoughts and opinions around that. I'd love to hear from you, but I want to thank you so much for joining me uh, for this episode of the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. If you have any thoughts on the Luxie checklist, let me know. And if you have used it in the past and you do think it should be a free resource that families can access and that it is an important resource for families to access, please make sure you reach out to your MPP and you let them know that that is something that should be um, accessible to families and caregivers across the province. But I'm going to get off my soapbox and I'm going to thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you all again next time. Bye.